This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and Maya Solana McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Yay! Yeah, we did it. And this week we're going to do what we have been have promising. Been prom- I don't know, Three promising, but we've been talking about it for a while and just, you know, whatever, and talk about Aikido. The Aikido Masters. Yeah, the Aikido Masters. Uh, and sort of who they are, what they did, how they thought, et cetera, so forth. I wish I knew so, all those things. Well, I know. <laughs> See, that'll be, the, that'll be the great thing. So here's, I guess, where we... St- so first of all, this came from one of our listeners, yeah? Yes, it did. Oh. It's one of our new patrons, um, um, whose name's eluding me at the moment. And he, you know, wanted to know... He was the one who used the word Aikido Master, yeah. correct? Yeah, is that yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, Genghis Galahad. I think, but yeah, I could be I'm, wrong about that. I'll look it up. Maya's gonna pull that because um, you know that's Master is a interesting kind of uh, in word. our culture, man. It is a it is a crazy word, Master. Like, what does it eat? You know? I mean, it can mean everything from uh, some kind of BDSM dog <laughs> uh, uh, to true, like. Uh, true. Uh, the 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 head of a union, you know. Like. Well, when, and you know, we don't really use the the term master a lot in relations to arts anymore. I mean, I don't feel like like when was the last time you heard anyone refer to like a contemporary artist as a master? You know, like yeah. no one's gonna go like, well, Andy Warhol, he was a master. You know, you or do, it's it's so weird because like um uh, yeah, everyone or lots of people get their masters. Oh, that's in, true. You know, in in stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, um, and you do hear it, you know, like he's a, a contemporary master of whatever, or, you know, you hear all this stuff a lot. But um, it's just such a loaded word. Um, it's a word, first of all, that, like, you really can never use to describe yourself. Um, yeah. Or you, know. you, or you shouldn't, anyway. Yeah. I mean, you could, I suppose. Yeah. I, I've heard this a lot, like, oh, so you're a master of Aikido? And I'm all, ah, oh, no, I'm not a master of Aikido. Um, but I mean, like, I don't know what the, the textbook definition is of master, but you know, it's, it's someone who just knows a lot about stuff. Well, I and, had and, a, uh, I had a music class where we talked about <clears> what it <throat> meant for a song to be a classic. Mm-hmm. And I think master kind of has a similar way that we use it, which is like nothing contemporary is really considered a classic until you've had some time right. to kind of be away from the thing and realize right. that it holds up to time and that's something that is still kind of in the that's still relevant to the kind of collective like psyche. understanding yeah yeah of, right. of and it, it represents maybe a really essential part of the genre or the you know and yeah. i think that a master is kind of the same kind of thing where it's like we need some time in to, to decide that it really was masterful yeah yeah, it's funny. Uh, I was watching some period movie the other day, and um, uh, you know they were referring to the the guy who owned the property as the master. You know, like everyone's like, you know, obey your master, listen to your master. Right, you know? right. Um, and I think that's probably when we started hating the word was probably right, the same time, <laughs> right, turn right, of the century. Right. You know, um, but but it's funny because oh um, no man, my master. You 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 see what is got. You get it with the word because you know that guy is the master of the house, meaning like he owns the property. Right, right, right. Um, everyone on there is working for him. Like, if he were to die, everyone else right. would die because he is and the... And ultimately, he should understand every aspect of what sure, is happening sure. and, and be capable of 
running right exactly right and so right wrong or indifferent like he is the master of that property and so and i think when we call someone a master of some subject we're saying like they within their own context they understand that field very very well very completely and can understand how to manage it or uh in some cases Mm -hmm. i mean i guess in some in in most cases it's they understand it but you know in some cases we'll use it for people who um for contributions to it Right. Right. And most of the time that probably comes with understanding. Right. Because you're not going to be sure. able to um, to uh, contribute necessarily if you don't understand the thing. But um, I think that is that might be a distinction that could be made at some time. That being said, I, I think also I probably a, a certain level of like um, uh, social recognition. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. but also like uh, status. Right. You right, know, right, in right, the right, thing right, right. like being well known, having a well known school definitely helps. I think to make someone sure. more considered. Sure, and I mean, if you look at that master. that older context of it, if you know, if you have a school, or e- even more so, if you have like three or four schools of Aikido, and all the people who practice Aikido there uh, were practicing in your way, you definitely are a master in a conventional sense. Sure, because like your interpretation of Aikido is the same one all those people are using, right, right. so you have the best definition of all of those people because you're the one who put that definition forth that they're studying, you know. Right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, <clears throat> the Aikido Masters. And, you know, as we're running through this, I guess we should we should set up, like, the parameters for what we w- we're using to define the term. Master. Um, and why we might think that these people uh, would be considered masters compared to other others, et cetera, so forth. And then we can kind of just get into it yeah i mean i think uh you know i don't know if this is a classic opinion or not but my opinion of that would be that um i would the people i would choose to call masters would be people who um studied aikido and 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 represent a main line of aikido thought that lots of people you know large groups of people would look at and go like oh that's what aikido is by looking at that person's interpretation of aikido so definitely you can say uh Yoshiba was a master of aikido i mean no doubt about it he he started using the word right, to represent right. this stuff he's the one who chose the original material that went into this he so totally yes a master he's, he he's is big daddy aikido he's, yeah he's big daddy aikido i mean a, i think that's a, that's a great way to say it. um but you know like you know all the people, everything, everyone who does Aikido is influenced by him at least in some way. Right, yeah. um, sure. Because it disseminated out from him. So, you know, we'd call him the founder. Aesthetically, give at him, least. At very least. <clears throat> we'd Aesthetic. give him probably an even even bigger title than master, you know, like right. a founder. Right, or a, right. You know. But um, so to me, there, there are six important people. Um, that I look at that as being the real masters of Aikido. Now, if you look at something like Stan Prandon's work, Stan Prandon has two books. One is pre-war and one's post-war Masters of Aikido, um, which are, um, I think there's like 12 interviews in each book or something like that. I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but um, you know, it's, you know, probably 20, 30 people who are considered masters of Aikido because they represent, you know, major lineages of Aikido. Right. Um, but some of those, you know, I say six because to me the, the six people that I would reference are the ones who – anyone who talks about Aikido, they're referencing at least one of those six. And generally, whether they know it or not, they're referencing a few right. of those six people because their ideas are so core to what we do that it's like yeah they're they're a master of aikido like you know um and i personally would differentiate um uh, a super high level of skill 
from a super high level of understanding. So while there might have been some people who are really good at Aikido, um, if they don't really have a following in Aikido, then I, I still maybe wouldn't call them a master, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. no one's working under them really. And so there's no real need for that title. Like, they're, you know, they're a virtuoso or, a, right. you know, like someone who's really good at it, but they're not, um, they're not a master. No one follows them, you know. I think master also kind of implies like, not just so like a virtuoso someone with like natural talent um amazing natural talent and and then also work in that field as well but it's more like that's just them themselves like i think the master kind of implies that not only um are you really good yourself at the thing but you're also choosing to endeavor to teach others to expand on the thing to spread it outward beyond yourself sure 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 you know it's funny um and and this is this is a subject for a whole nother podcast for sure but uh you know from my looking at it now there are a lot of people who have done aikido who are in lots of ways better than i think yoshiba was like you know like especially you talk about certain aspects like oh their aikido is probably better than yoshiba's was just because um, they've had so much time maybe to hone in sure on i mean aspects. you know everyone since yoshiba has had more time to work on Aikido than right, Yoshiba right, has. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. you know, he only had his lifetime and there's been more time since then. So it's like, you know, it, Aikido's been around longer than he was doing it right, right. now. Um, so it's like, so it's like, um, you know, he might not have had the greatest skill in Aikido, but at the same time, he is still a master of Aikido because the most masterful of Aikido because everyone's following right. basically what he right. came up with, you know? So, so differentiating. Because the think, only reason anyone has any idea of those skills in the first place is because he had the idea to that's right. To start tell, talking about to it, talk and, about yep. it, and put it yep. out there. And, yeah. So I think I think when you're talking about a master, I think it's important to differentiate pure ability from um, having a following, um, having a philosophy, having a, a, a methodology of approaching a, a, a subject matter. Right, right. You know. So okay, let's just start <clears throat> breaking it down. So if we're gonna go with the the six. Is that six, including uh, Big Daddy Aikido? No, uh, Big Daddy Aikido. To me, he gets a, a, a he gets his own special thing because, okay. like, he's the founder. Right. You know, so, like, so there's uh, if we're drawing the org chart, he's at the top <laughs> right, of the right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you know, there is a we have one in the dojo. Yeah, we do. I was uh, just gonna uh, say I walked past that. I don't know how many times. Yeah, Stan Prannon, uh put out a, a it's, list. It's, it's really, really awesome. Yeah, it's really it's, cool. it's very inclusive. I don't know how many people are on that list. I think I mean it looks like, so 1990s. Maybe 40 people or something like, on that it's list. It's got like the oh, whole yeah, color. It's really yeah. cool. It's though. Great. Um, and you know, if you wanna if you wanna know any of the stuff we're gonna talk about, really, Stan Prannon's work is the work to look at. Like, um, he's definitely biased in certain certain areas, but um, I mean, he did a phenomenal job of cataloging people who studied with Yoshiba and what their thoughts were. So, like, if you wanna delve into the history of Aikido, you can never get away from right, looking right. at Stan Prannon's yeah, work. Yeah. It's seminal. And, you know? For anyone who's listening who has no idea who that is. It's the guy who created Aikido Journal, right? Which yeah, is so, yeah. the main hub of, yeah. for Aikido stuff. Yeah, so he stuff. passed away um, last year, I believe. Um, Sam Pran Sensei. Um, uh, he was an interesting guy to work with and talk to. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I had a chance to go train with him a little bit. Um, he's a super, super cool guy and more interested in Aikido history than, than anyone. Yeah. You know, like I mean, just super into it and and did a great job of putting in a ton of work to go talk to people and and find out people's opinions. And um, now we look at it as as uh, a, a back thought but like um for a long time people kind of doubted that uh, aikido came from daito to you right and so like stan pranin was really the one to to blow to the, the and, top off of that you know yeah, like yeah. because other people wanted to say things like oh you know it's it's totally his own thing and it has nothing to do with daito to you really um and and i can see that line of thinking but it's also not a true line of thinking because um daito to you was super influential in aikido now aikido and daito to you are two totally different martial arts at this point but there is heavy influence yeah. uh, from one to the other 
Okay, so uh, top of the line, and then you have your six, so maybe we just, let's break them down. Uh, yeah, so uh, my six would be, and let's see if I can hit them all without uh, having to think too much. Uh, Mochizuki um, is number one, um, and then after that you have uh, Tamiki, uh, and then after Tamiki you have Shiota. After Shiota you have uh, Saito-sensei. Um, after Saito-sensei you have, um, I'm sorry also that I do this, so like <laughs> Saito-sensei, I'm not, I'm not trying to honor Saito-sensei more than anyone else, it's just that's my lineage, and so, like, Saito-sensei is always Saito-sensei. Like, it's oh, just, right, you know, right, it's right. just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so Tamiki is Tamiki to me. Right, you know, right, I don't right. say Tamiki-sensei, but I should. I'm, I'm being yeah, a bad, yeah. uh, bad deshi. But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, so Saito-sensei. So, so right. Uh, and then uh, Kishimaru Yuishiba, uh, Saito-sensei, or uh, <laughs> Morahi Yuishiba's son. And then um, after that, uh, uh, Tohei. Um, Tohei-sensei, uh or Koichi Toy, I guess. And so is that uh, is that in any sort of order for you? Or you I, just... I put that pretty much in chronological okay. order. I was going to say, um, it's not like uh, order you remembered. I mean, and so or... those were the, the order that they studied? Kind of. I mean, so it's real tricky. And I mean, a real Aikido historian would pick apart what I just said. But <laughs> So the reason I'm saying this is, you know, Mochizuki is the, the eldest of that. Tamiki and Mochizuki are pretty much contemporaries. Um, but but uh, Mochizuki's a little, uh, I think, say with Yoshiba uh, a little longer. And... Um, had a higher rank, I believe, because um, I think Mochizuki is the only one who got a tenth don. I think that's right. Um, don't don't kill me if I'm not right about that. But so Mochizuki and Mochizuki was definitely the first one to leave Japan and start spreading Aikido outside of Japan, and that's absolutely why he has to go on the list because um, he was he was at the very beginning of spreading the ideas of Aikido outside of mm-hmm, Japan, mm-hmm. Um, and then Tomiki. Um, so Tamiki was awesome, like a really super intelligent guy and created his own style of Aikido that became hugely popular. And we don't think about it now, but in the in the 70s, um, 60s, 70s, Tamiki style of Aikido was very, very popular and, and spread all through Europe and was a hugely popular style of Aikido. Um, and he was the only one to create, a, well, this is also, <laughs> he, he created the most popular competitive style of Aikido um, that's still around to this day uh, called Shodokan Aikido. Um so Tamiki cannot be removed from that list. Definitely one of the early students. Um, Shiota, uh, or sorry, Mochizuki and Tamiki both came over from the Kodokan. So when the Kodokan was sharing, a Kodokan judo, uh, was sharing with um, Aikido, uh, and that was going on, he was one of those guys who came across, right? So uh, Mochizuki was a 10th don in Aikido, 9th uh, don in Jiu-Jitsu, 8th don in Iaido, 8th don in Judo, 8th don in uh, Kobudo, 8th don in Kendo. W- that's Wikipedia? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I shouldn't. No, that's fine. I I mean, you know, that guy's pedigree is outrageous. Eighth Don in Kendo alone is a ridiculous rank. Fifth Don in Karate. Fifth Don in Jiu-Jitsu. Right. I mean, like, he's a guy that, yeah, really really an expert. I mean, the the guy knew a lot about martial arts. Um so uh, so then you have Tamiki. Then after Tamiki, you have Shiota, who Shiota was looked at as the young guy in that crowd of people. And the older guys, Shiota was like the young kid who was around all the time training. And, and a lot of the stories of Yoishiba, um, as far as I can track down, tend to come from Shiota. Like the modern stories that people appreciate, you know, like, you know, he faced a firing squad. He did this thing. He did that thing. Um, a lot of those stories come from Shiota. Shiota was super into that. And in my opinion, this is totally my opinion, Shiota had the style of Aikido that looked the most, when Shiota did Aikido, looked the most like Yoshiba. Like he looks a lot like how Yoshiba did mm-hmm, Aikido. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's Yoshinkan's style of Aikido. Um, and then after that, I would put Saito Sensei. Um, Saito Sensei is interesting. He's like a kind of a cusp Aikido uh, teacher because um, his style comes right when um, Yoshiba had moved to Iwama and the older stuff was was kind of done. You know, the 
um, the older style of you know the original. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, generation. I uh, know. Uh, like... um, pre pre. Uh, uh, anyways, the early early style of Aikido. Uh, Saito Sensei was 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 learning at that time from a lot of those guys, but um, definitely came into his own in the latter, the newer style of Aikido that came post war. You know, so um, you have Saito Sensei, and Saito Sensei is um, Yoshiba's longest student, um, head of uh, uh, Iwama style Aikido, which is arguably one of the most spread styles of Aikido. Um, definitely the style of Aikido that has the most um, intention on weapons work. And um, according to Saito Sensei, the most true to what Yoshi was teaching in the dojo. And, and you know, everyone really can lay a, an honest claim to this, right, I think. They're, yeah. they're going to say. Yeah. Right, because when they were studying with Yoshiba, that that's is what he right, was teaching, right, right, you know. Right. So so that's a pretty honest claim. But also he, he was with Yoshiba for so long after Yoshiba had created quote-unquote Aikido, you know, so, like, mm-hmm. after he became Aikido, that it's, like, really arguable that, like, his opinion is is pretty, pretty important. Very respectable. To, yeah, to what latter Aikido mm-hmm. is. Um, Kishimaru Yoshiba, who is, um, I always say his first name wrong, and this is what I say as fast as I can, so. Yeah. So, uh, so no one will notice. Yeah, yes, no one noticed. Kishomaru. Yeah, Kishimaru. Kishomaru. Uh, Yoshiba. Anyways, uh, Saito or Saito I keep saying doing that. Uh, uh, uh Morihei Yoshiba's son. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of contention about him. Uh, uh, really beyond a doubt in my mind, he is the most responsible for spreading Aikido to the modern world. Um, he uh, formed the Aikikai. Uh, the Aikikai is um, a huge group of Aikido people. It's really like the gold standard in um, if you have a rank in, in dojo, uh, in Aikido or not. You know, and yeah, his dojo is called Hambu Dojo. Um, it's funny because while I'm talking, Maya and Josh are, just, <laughs> are researching. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, just wanted to keep uh, Which up. is good. Keep yeah. me honest. Um, yeah, no, just in case there was a, like a specific factual yeah, piece of information. Yeah, and, and there's lots of things there. I can make a mistake. You know, because like this stuff, I didn't, I didn't read this last week or something. I mean, you know, this is all stuff that's in right, my head. Off the top of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, anyway, so, uh, so you cannot deny him because his influence on Aikido is very strong. Now, there's a lot of contention. And, you know, if you're newer to Aikido, you probably don't realize this contention. But for a long time, if you read the early books of these people that I'm talking about... They say kind of backhanded things to each other, and they there's lots of little comments about oh you know this person didn't really get it because you know like uh, and and so there's a lot of contention with uh, Yoshiba's son because um, he kind of came into it later in life even though he was born to the the right of Aikido in some ways you know he's called Doshu like the inheritor of the light right so like someone who uh, was born to it he kind of wasn't interested in it when he was younger you know it was like it was his dad's business and then I think when he got into his 30s is when he's like oh I, I better know the family business and right. so I think a lot of people are kind of like you know pissed at it you know like, like a little bit like oh you're you're faking because you weren't really interested in it in right, the beginning right and so you came in later when you realized that you it was your you know your duty or maybe even you could make something off of it for sure like, for whether sure. or not that's true i'm sure his contemporaries probably felt a little like oh yeah slighted and stuff slighted, yeah. yeah yeah and i mean you know like who knows how the old man felt about it but he had to be like well this is my son Right. You know, so like, who's my son? I'm going to give him right. even more attention, you know? Like, and I'm sure that uh, that a lot of those other students probably felt a little like, well, I feel a little, a little bit jilted. like your son. You like, know? we're all, you know, we're kind of all your sons. Like, right. shouldn't you pick the one that's the most uh, dedicated? Right, right. I would imagine. There's so, a, <laughs> uh, in the old G.I. Joe comics, uh, <clears throat> this is uh, something that, no, I'm just The Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes and Storm the Hard Master and the Soft Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> 
That's uh, where my nerdy mind goes. This is like the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, this is this is stuff to geek out on. Yeah. Um, anyways, and so you know, Kishimoto Yoshiba has as many different feelings as there are about him. You cannot deny that he's hugely responsible for um, forming what Aikido is contemporarily thought of today. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and then, uh, so sorry, this is maybe a question for a little bit later, but. Um, for the Aikikai, then, is that something that people, a lot of people endeavor to go get ranked in that, whether or not they started training within the Aikikai because it's such a well-recognized kind of Sure, absolutely. I mean, my ranks for the Aikikai, yeah. I mean, it's just a hugely recognized association. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's big, and it's in Tokyo, you know, so it's, like, mm-hmm. in the head of Japan. Like, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big deal thing, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like, if you study judo, like, the Kodokan's, like, the place, and yeah. it, Hanbu, it's, it's, you know, the the key place and so you know uh hambu dojo right in tokyo is yeah. you know the place um so his style of aikido cannot be denied um and then uh you have uh koichi tohe who um really brought aikido to the united states um and so in our culture you can't deny him and he also took a, a different tack that really was hugely popular in the 60s and 70s and people were into human potential stuff because uh tohei really focused on key and um energy and connection right, key and society guy yeah, yeah key society guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um uh so like a lot of the like key tests and how you prove that you have key power um come from tohei so um if you're looking at aikido as like a mystical martial art a lot of those ideas kind of come from tohei if you're here in the united states you know that seems to make sense too that he was the kind of <clears throat> Like the, what we what you would put as the chronologically youngest of those six, mm-hmm. because that was at a time when Yueshiba was probably a much older mm-hmm. and much more interested in teaching that to his student, like mm-hmm. much more like um, less physical, more seemingly mystical stuff yes. to his students. And I mean, and so I'm sure Tohei took that and ran with it. What you're picking up on is not lost um, on the Aikido community because if you look at Mochizuki, Mochizuki's very much a physical guy. He's like the first hybrider of Aikido. You know, he wanted to put in. Boxing stuff and wrestling stuff and other stuff because he's like, oh, it should be this, you know, physical martial art. Tohei is uh, the one who, or sorry, Tamiki is the one who um, uh, put in competitive Aikido. So again, uh-huh. very physical. Um, Yoshinkan uh, Aikido is known as the hardest style of Aikido. It's the style of Aikido that's taught to the police department. It's uh-huh. very practical. Saito Sensei is the very last of these hard style guys, like, and he did weapons and stuff like that. Really, what he focused on, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you start to get into uh, Kishimaru Yoshiba, who is much more the flowy style of Aikido, mm-hmm. the moving style. And then that moving style gave birth to Tohei, um, who is much more the energetic guy, mm-hmm. you know, like the energy and and you know mysticism stuff. So it definitely gets softer, like less physically involved as we go down the line, you know. And so that's also, I'm sure, what was happening with Yoshiba. Right that, would older. Make, right, that would make sense as you become older and can't throw people the way you used to and right. make these grand sort of... And, and maybe also you read, you know, so I was reading uh, Art of Peace again last night, and um, uh, also you start to realize that, like, the physical stuff is nothing compared to the other side. You know, like, I mean, quite literally, like, if I can make a... And, you know, the words are going to confuse us here, but, like, <laughs> if I can make a good spiritual connection with someone, meaning I can make someone never want to attack me because right, we have right, a good right. connection... Yeah. That's way stronger than if I can punch them right. hard. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, that makes sense. You're never um, a positive connection uh, with a person is always going to be stronger than a negative. You know, so like I can uh, keep you from doing bad to me by uh, bullying you, 
or you know uh, carrying you know walk carrying a big stick or whatever. Um, but that is always that is not going to be as powerful as me making a good connection and you just were us being friends or whatever. Right, you know? right, so, right, 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 right. I guess right. that depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like, can we break these guys down into, and we kind of are in that talking about that now, but, um, into sort of the differences and sort of the, you know, uh, philosophies and, and, you know, uh, who did what or is, you know, did what and how that sort of trickles down now to, yeah. to people who are studying. I totally want to talk about that. Let's um let's I just want to give a, a little bit of lip service to a couple other guys here that I think are important to mention. Um and, and probably if you're in this lineage of schools and I just listed those six and, and you didn't hear the name like, of the guy you think's yeah, the most important. Right. Um you're like why didn't you mention him? And so you know like we have Yamada as a good uh, person to, to talk about. Chiba is an important person to talk about. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Satome is an important person to talk about. Um, so like there are there are some some real pivotal guys that came later um, who were students of Ueshiba and were you know key guys and and definitely have large styles of Aikido. Um, Seagal is another one. You know like Seagal's seventh dawn. Um, arguably has his own style of Aikido depending on attention Aikido. So it depends on you know like. If Seagal recognizes Tenshin Aikido as Seagal's, right, um, right. but definitely the students of Seagal, um, through Seagal's teachings, formed a school of thought of right. Aikido that's definitely, I mean, like, arguably as big as Yoshiba's influence because it went into the movies and stuff, right. you know? So right, right. so people see that stuff and they're like, oh, you know, that's, that's Aikido. I was also going to ask this about, you know, so we talked about <clears throat> Stan Prannan and it's like, well, do you, would you include this guy? And maybe you don't put him at the same level, but wouldn't, would you include this guy as a master in that, like, regardless of anything else that he's done, he has been the one more than anyone who has kept the, the, the historical catalog, the gotcha. archive of the entire thing. So wouldn't, I mean... I would say that Sam Prannan is the greatest historian of right. Aikido. Um, I was going to say, like, he can be have an important <clears throat> position that isn't necessarily master, but that is an important role to play. Just like, you know, maybe you remember all the Roman emperors or Greek, you know, rulers, but, you know, the first historian Herodotus wasn't a you know wasn't a greek ruler but right. he was a greek historian and arguably the first and a very important one right, you know right, and so it's right. like that's an, his own kind of and would you position. uh so the 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 differentiation that you're ma- making seems to be um taking the thing and making it his own yes I, I, that's exactly what i would say so to me stan prannan never so stan prannan came out with some awesome stuff he came out with some uh, his own theory aikido um especially towards the end of his life there he was really trying to push out his theories of aikido but his aikido is, is really strongly attached to saito sensei's aikido um so iwama is really the fundamental aikido he's talking about and, and sam prannan you know maybe had he lived uh, 20 more years or something and, and really developed a larger school because, you know, his school uh, was always a smaller school, you know, like as far as I know, just operated out of his house in Las Vegas. Um, and so while he was very, very, very responsible for telling all the rest of us about the people who were involved in Aikido, he himself um, didn't do as much work to put forth um, his, his own interpretation yeah. of Aikido. Okay. And so to me, like, you know, if you look at him compared to someone like, you know, Tohei, Tohei definitely did a good job of like putting out Tohei's interpretation of what Aikido should For be. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. so because they put that idea out so strong, you have to include that 
as Aikido as a whole. Like you have to look at it as Aikido as a whole and go, that contributed to Aikido as a whole. And so that's why I say, you know, like Seagal's style um, is very influential when you look at Aikido as a whole. Because that's what people see yeah. and recognize. And when, when yeah. Yeah. But first of all, there are some problems with his style of Aikido. Like, you know, because I, I don't know if the word's out that he even claims his own style of Aikido at this point. You know, like, so I, there, there was some contention over that. Um, uh, but he did have a school of people. But his, his group of students wasn't a massive group. And so, you right, know, if right. you compared him to like, you know, Tamiki or something, Jesus, I don't know how many people have followed Tamiki's line of Aikido thought. Right. And so it's like, that's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who think that is Aikido, you know, who right, like right. call that style right. of Aikido, Aikido. And so there's not as many people practicing Aikido mm-hmm. who see Stigall's style as as a style of, uh, you know, as right, essential right, Aikido. Right. Um, now, there are people who were influenced by it, like, right. so in movies and stuff, like, oh, they know the word Aikido because of this. Well, right, and if you look at it in pop culture, I mean, pop right. culture revolves around, and pop culture and Aikido revolves around Seagal, probably. Absolutely. You know, and if you go, if you say, uh, hey, I, I do Aikido, they go, oh, that's the thing Sue Seagal does? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, yeah. in that way, it's like... Good or bad, you have to have you have to give some credit for. Oh, absolutely, that, you, you know? do. Absolutely, you do. He's very responsible for making Aikido popular, but that doesn't mean that a lot of people practice Aikido sure. in the way he right. does. Whereas, if you compare yeah. those other six, those other six, you know, I would guess that ninety percent of people who practice Aikido are somewhere are within that. in that yeah. spectrum of those six. You know. Yeah, I think it's um, it's depend it's how you're measuring uh, an important Aikido figure based on looking at Aikido from outside the community versus. From inside, the right? Community. Exactly, right. And yeah. if you're looking from the outside in, going, I've never done Aikido. What do I know about Aikido people? Seagal's the first name on sure, your mind. Sure, sure, absolutely. However, if you're within the community, Good. you're like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless you're in within his specific style or whatever, there's much bigger names that come to mind. Sure. So to me, those six, why they're important is because if you want to know what Aikido means, you have to kind of understand those Each six to yeah. some degree. You know. Um, Anyways, but so uh, so the other question before I took us on that little yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> little turn there was um, uh, what did those six do? Was that the well? Yeah, I mean, I think just looking at because I think this is what the question is sort of refer like. Do we? Did you pull it up? I couldn't find it. Was it under? Oh, uh, it might be in a, an email he just sent to us, like oh, okay. uh, so not a post, but like a message. Looking messages. Okay, I will. So, <laughs> and what I took out of that the initial question was sort of looking at like. Uh, can you, can we lay out some of the core thoughts so that he can determine like who he maybe wants study to study under yeah. or look or find out about for himself? Right, right. So uh, maybe looking at some of the I- ideas and um, uh, either from each or, or in general categories and then... Right. Um, um, I actually okay. just found it. Sweet. It was in messages. <clears throat> um, it's from Mark DeRuz. Oh, Mark DeRue, sorry um, yes. about that, Mark. Um, and he said, he said, uh, idea for a podcast. How about talking about some of the different schools, styles, and masters in Aikido? How did they come about? What are the real and imagined differences in technique and practice? I think it's good he put imagined in there. Um, and uh, <laughs> considering the sometimes mentioned crisis in Aikido, wouldn't consolidation be a more logical strategy than differentiation? Mm, yeah, um, So it's, it's good to think about. And then he kind of goes on to list how many different dojos there are just, you know, in one city. And so right. maybe that provides like a little too much uh, separation. Competition. For competition, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So. 
So I think a big important thing to get at with that question, and, and um, if you really want to get into this, you know, don't take my word for it. Um, uh, read Aikido history. Um, it, there was a lot of contention among these six for sure um, about who had the TM Aikido. You know, like <laughs> you, yeah, you know, like so uh, who you know Aikido Circle R is the best. Um, and uh, the the problem is. Now that I've been teaching for years, you know, and I'm in my 40s and I've been doing Aikido for over 20 years and I can can see people at different stages in life and see, you know, that a 16-year-old hears different things uh, out of my mouth than a 30-year-old hears out of my mouth. Um, I understand. I think I think I got a better handle of what was going on with people. You but, mean as in you say the same words, they interpret. That's it very exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. give a speech to to you know three different age brackets, and different people of different age brackets will pick up on what what I'm saying. You know, yeah. like and they'll they'll say, oh, what he really said was this. Yeah, and Absolutely. so yeah. so when you're Read looking between at, the lines, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you're looking at that, uh, that's very important to you know what people were were. We're taking away from what Yoshiba was saying, you know. Um, and so because these six people's interpretations were so broadly posted out, it's hard It's hard to come together and say, Aikido is this because right. who knows, you know. Right. And, and there are lots of people now who are you know, like reverse historying this, and this kind of ticks me off actually, where they're like, oh, well, what Yoshiba really meant was this. And it's like, well, you never studied with right. me. You don't know. So right, quite right, honestly, right. I would listen to the, the words of anyone who studied with him over you if you're telling me what Aikido is supposed to be from the source. Right. And so there's two different arguments here, and, and I take the – so, you know, in Japanese martial arts, there's two distinctions of martial arts types. There's koryu martial arts and jendai martial arts. Now, no matter how you look at it, truthfully, Aikido is a jendai martial art, meaning a modern style of martial art. Um, and, and in modern approaches to martial arts, the idea is, much like a Western idea, that um, the source is what the source is, and each successive generation of practitioners should get better at the martial art as it goes because we have that – foundation already to build upon right koryu martial arts is the strongest interpretation of that martial art is at the root because that's the person who figured it out they're the smartest about that thing uh-huh. and each successive generation gets slightly weaker as we go out right so so the the natural order of a koryu is to weaken and weaken and weaken because um that's just what happens over time because that that guy had it right interesting and so well uh that's an interesting point because the question about that then is and it could be why we're kind of in the situation we are now um at the end of that the thing goes away right Yes, I mean the the martial art goes away because crumbles. you get to the point where no yes. one really remembers the yes. you know yes, and if you it depends on what you want to get at, but right. So like let's say we have a 15th century uh, Japanese martial art right that was built by a guy who really cut people down. He was a real swordsman. He was a real soldier. He was a real you know did all these things. You know he absolutely has the best opinion about the stuff he's teaching to people. Right. And so when we get to the modern era where no one's cut anyone down with a sword, no one was a traditional Japanese and soldier. However many, no yeah, one, yeah. you know, so so there is no yes, it's weaker. Right. You're shittier at it, right? right? Because you you do not do it and you never probably never will. That's right. right. And right. so if you're trying to do an anachronistic thing, I'm trying to perfectly copy, perfectly become a modern equivalent of a samurai or a modern samurai. I would have all the sword skills that a samurai had back in time. So if I transported back in time, I would be as good as a samurai is. You're never going to get it. Right. 
Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and so so that's that's one approach. Um, but if you really do want those skills, looking at that guy and trying to understand him is the best idea because he actually had them. Right. right. So no matter what, it's always going to be weaker. But the attempt is to keep it as much the same as possible. And so Cody Martial Arts go to great lengths to not change the teachings of the 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 teacher the original teacher as it goes down and the idea of this is they hand it over to a new sulk uh, like a new a new guy who um who understands the original mm-hmm. guy really well and he can continue to say this is the way we should practice right. right um and and so a lot of people even though aikido is jindai look at aikido as koryu and so they look at it as yuishiba had the best right. And so if we understand what he's saying, we can do what he did, but only if we understand what he was saying. Now, the Jindai approach is simply that, um, look, we can take that foundation and then we can build upon it so we can all get what that guy right, had right. and make it applicable to today. Right. And, and so instead should of be able to, to get better at it because we can better understand it because we have better technologies. And, and what better whatever. means is better now right, 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 and right, right, not right, right, equal right, to back then. Right, right. There's just different times. It's interesting to me because I feel like there seems to be strengths and weaknesses to both of those kind of interpretations of what Aikido is as one of those two. Um, Because I could see how like, so like in academia, oftentimes like people, you know, teachers often will repeat to their students, look for a primary source, don't look for a secondary source, because you'd rather go straight to someone who experienced that thing in the time and is writing about it, or maybe even it was their experience and they're writing about it first person than a historian that wrote about it later, you know, so that would be a secondary, someone else talking about the thing from some distance, you know, so looking at it that way, looking back straight at Ueshiba and saying he's got the best source because he's the guy he's the one who came up with it right that seems like at least from like a academic perspective i'm putting air quotes here um that seems like it would be a better choice because you are going straight to the source right and you're getting a a more unfiltered because you're not having that layer of someone else's ideas and opinions on top of the things yes that he was saying yes however um you know I sometimes think that like martial arts are like, are they more of an academic study or are they more of like an oral tradition, something that's constantly changing and evolving into what fits us as a society now, you know? And so like, I think in a lot of ways, like it's martial arts are more like an oral tradition, you know, where, where people pass down stories and the stories change to fit what's relevant to that culture in that time so this is interesting i think it goes back to his question about you know uh unification versus uh, division um and it could be something one of the problems that that we're having so you know uh, aikido's jendai but for uh, most people for all intents and purposes it operates as the other you know right um so while you know it is a martial a modern martial art you know, I I feel like for a long time, even in our school, what we were getting was the lineage from the yes. source, and yes. it took a long time before you sort of were, were able to break out of that. And now I feel like we're we're doing something else, right? Um, but for a long time, it, it was that whatever from the source, and you can and I can look back and look at um, books and, and things that others have done and, and go, oh yeah, that's I we we train that, we do that exercise, we do these things, so. Um, and so maybe that's part of the problem. And what he's asking about is that division. It's like um, we have these various branches, and they're all operating on different you know, levels of this stuff. Uh, yeah, on different levels of 
uh, going back to the right, the, right, the, right. The source. And to me, you know, like when I look at it and, and I get in trouble every time I, I talk to like a, an, a modern Aikido historian about this, um, is that like to me it's like the stories and the values that are told in the stories. So let's let's look at Yoshiba's entire life as metaphor. It wasn't, um, and and this is part of the problem with me saying what I'm going to say. But let's look at his entire life as metaphor. What do we value out of that metaphorical story? Yeah. What do we value? And what do we want to see ourselves rep- reflect from that metaphor? And so I don't care if he could really face a firing squad and not get shot. I don't care if he could really face a swordsman and not get cut down. But what does that story tell me? And how do I want that right. to reflect my training? And why do we keep repeating that story? Right, because exactly obviously- right like an oral tradition whether or not odysseus was really a man who existed you know people keep telling the odyssey over and over right and it was an or- oral tradition for a long time before right. it was ever written down so clearly that meant there's something a value in the story that right. we want and so to me it's like in lots of ways i could care less if yoshiba actually could do any of the stuff the question is can i do that right, right? right and so like can i live a peaceful life where i'm able to take care of myself and defend people around me and yet not cause more trouble and hurt lives of other people and that's that's a big story of yoshiba and that story whether he could do that or not is what influences me to figure out stuff right, now right and so that's to me like and that's the jindai approach in my opinion which is and, look we'll take the stories and the ideas from the past and see if we can make them fit with that value that we appreciate now from right, the story right um, and so I think other people are like, they want to literally um, believe all the stories or whatever stories they yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. They, they literally believe the past. And then they, they're trying to copy that from the right, past. Right, right, And apply. Yeah. Um, um, oh, man, are we... So, hey, guys, so here's the deal. So uh, we're, we're recording we're, two podcasts. Oh, today. man. We're already at 41 minutes. Well, and so wow. we could do a part two to this. Let's just do a part two. We'll okay. split the second half because I don't... Feel like unless you, oh, feel I think like we got we're, lots to talk done. about. I feel like we, more, we still got more, sure. more to hit. All right, um, so. all right. So, so I think we're gonna call it. Uh, we'll go ahead and thank our patrons for this, but we're gonna call it on this episode. Oh, I also need to put batteries in the recorder. Um, <laughs> so, so we'll call it on this, and then we'll take a pee break, and then we'll <laughs> come back and talk more about this. <laughs> it, it's amazing how I always have to go right after you plus play. I'm like, Damn it! <laughs> Forty-five minutes later. I'm like, oh man. If I sound nervous and very uh, pressured, it's because I have to pee. <laughs> um, okay, and then also, uh, while Mai's looking that up, uh, let's say thanks to all of our current patrons. Um, yeah. And we've had several new patrons in the last little bit here, um, which is, I'm sure, very appreciated by our longtime patrons right, right. who have been supporting this podcast <laughs> right. for a while now, and maybe they're feeling a little pressure removed so they can bow out yeah. or they can reduce their right, their right. Um, their contribution. So that's very nice. Thank you for the new patrons coming in. Thank you to the old patrons who have um, helped us yeah. all this time. Uh, and I would also like to once again <clears throat> plug, so people might be listening to our podcast or for our podcast and are, are like, hey, I'd like to meet these guys, hang out with these guys, know these guys, et cetera, and so forth. Um, and so I would just put out that we will be uh, at uh, Combat Con this year in Vegas. Yes, we and will. we will be teaching uh, an Aikido course. That's correct, yes? Yes, yes. Uh, so be. people can, if you, if you want to get an or, an overview, see what it's like to, how, how we train, what we do, whether or not we're really full of shit, um, you can go and do that. And that is in uh, right there at the beginning of August. You can look it up, Combat Combat. Yeah, I was first through the 4th, I believe. And then Maya will also be at the Santa Cruz Women's uh, Aikido conference in uh, I don't know if conference is a bigger word than should be a seminar yeah. seminar uh, whatever it is uh, that's happening um, next week May 9th or sorry yeah. March 9th March, March 9th yeah next uh, which yeah. is next coming weekend. up so uh, yeah quick. it'll be on uh, Saturday next week so and then we'll we'll double back uh, afterward to talk about it 
And another big thank you to our patrons so. because they are sponsoring Maya to go to Oh, yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, thank you, by the way. I yeah. <laughs> wasn't expecting that, but yeah. these two voted, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Maya denied it, and Josh and I are no jerk. We're like, no, you are going. Well, okay. I mean, I wanted to go. I just <laughs> was like, oh. So let's go ahead and read uh, the patrons off just so we can right. get that, and then we'll, we'll be done. All right. Um, so thank you so much to Rob Kitson, John Smith, Matt Mumford, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Jim Gallant, Genghis Galahad, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, and Grant Templin. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, we thank super you very, very much. Your appreciate that. Um, all the way from $1 to $10 a month. And it's all very helpful. Yeah, we super, super helpful. It. Yes, very, very helpful. Thank you very much. Um, all right, let's take a break and uh, we'll, then we'll, uh, we'll part two next week. Guys. Convene, yeah. Uh, tip two. of the week. Oh, oh tip sorry, uh, tip of the week. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, tip of the week is in the interim here. Um, <laughs> we're only taking maybe like a five minute break. But you're taking these, a week long. You're taking break. a whole yeah, week long yeah, yeah. break. So um, maybe research uh, some of these uh, yeah, masters pick, that we've talked pick about. Pick one of these guys. Um, and especially if Do it's a you're from search. a line- from one of those lineages, um, look outside of your own because yeah. I'm sure you've heard lots of things about your own lineage. So uh, and a lot of these guys have histories, have books out. Um, oh yeah. you know I know. Oh uh, yeah. Shiota has a um, book that's. Uh, pretty good uh, that i like to look at anyway but, every one of them so. has at least one book there you and, go uh, most of them have, have a couple. several yeah. yeah so um you can go down to your aikido library <laughs> aka <laughs> amazon, amazon. <laughs> or, or ebay or something and uh and find that so all right yeah. all right talk to you guys next all week right. see ya